0: Josh Elledge. More sales, anyone? Episode 77 on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast.
1: Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and today's episode is titled "More Sales, Anyone?" Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Josh Ellidge. Josh is the CEO of Up My Influence, a full service PR firm. Welcome to the show, Josh.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Kelly. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, and it's interesting though, I, apparently I need to rewrite my bio because so it's, you know, and I love this because I think especially this year, I, I remember seeing a study that, it was like the US Small Business Association, someone like that did, about 2020 being such a huge year for businesses adapting to meet the new needs Of the economy and what's going on in our, our new world here. And up my influence is one where last year we were, we, that's all we did was media. Like I've done tons of media. So we help our clients get lots of media coverage. But, you know, as relative to the title of this episode today, believe it or not, we are now 95% focused on solving the problem that the clients have when they say, Advertising is not working like it did last year. There are no events. How can you help me fix this problem? And so listening to our own clients, we said, well, actually, I have a few ideas on how we can help solve this problem. And I love that, that just makes me feel so great about the business community and entrepreneurs and founders where we're rising to the challenge of unmet needs. Regardless if you believe the government is going to solve your problems, it oh, probably forget won't. About <laughs> it.
1: No, no. I'm excited again to really have you on the show, Josh, because you are going to be a huge asset for all of the folks that are listening to the show. By the yeah. way, Josh, My podcast, the Go Legal Yourself podcast, has actually been ranked in the top 20 when it comes to your podcasts.
0: Yes, I I believe it because...
1: I'll accept a round of applause now. Thank you.
0: Yes, you've well (laughs) earned, well deserved. And again, that fits so well with what I hear. You know, again, one thing I'm seeing a lot of businesses are becoming much more conservative and protective, right? Because we're in unsteady waters. It's good because there's a lot of waves going up and some going down in the economy and different sectors and different industries. But one thing that's really critical, Kelly, and that goes hand in hand with the service that you provide as well is we need to pay attention to our threats. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, but
1: before, Josh, before we get into this, because mm-hmm. it, there's so much that I want to explore with you today on the show, do you have a joke for the audience?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> share the joke
0: with us. Joke. <laughs> um, yeah. So where does the president of the United States keep his is this a good election joke too? Where does he keep his armies? I know
1: the joke, but go ahead, share it with us. In his sleeves. <laughs> I love that joke. Honestly, I
0: remember- Oh, I got one. I got one more. I got one one more. more. This this is another favorite dad joke I've got. And this really comes from my fear of elevators. And it's something that I've really discovered about myself. So I'm taking steps to avoid them.
1: Right. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. That's one
0: of the jokes. Oh, he told the joke.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Oh, how fun. We better stop while you're ahead, right? With the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and then we're going to get Mm -hmm. into the nitty gritty of marketing because that's like a massive elephant in the room that no one knows how to tackle. So what's your background?
0: Right. So out of high school, it was a small town, West Michigan. I joined the United States Navy for five years. I was a Navy journalist. And I actually, yeah, I got to do five years of TV Doing TV news stories for the United States Navy. I would do the story in the Hawaiian Islands and then they would get shipped all over the world and we'd update. Well, here's what the Navy's doing in Hawaii. Pearl Harbor was where I was based. And then I had one my last year in the Navy. I was actually a DJ where I did the radio station for ADAC, Alaska. And so then I got to do that. And I actually met. Adrian Cronauer, the real Adrian Cronauer from Good Morning Vietnam, um, the one that Robin Williams is based on, wow. and really inspired me because he's a big fan of serving the audience. And the audience is, you know, in terms of the chain of command, nothing trumps the audience. And that is, of course, you know, how he got himself in a little bit of trouble here, kind of when he was being censored all the time, he was like, nah, this isn't right. You know, there are consequences to me not being forthright with my audience. So one thing that I think that I've really worked hard to do is just to be insanely authentic with the audience. And whether that's my fears, concerns, insecurities or, or delivering value. And, and so when I speak or when I'm on, you know, in a peer, it's like, I ask myself the question, how can I deliver the absolute most value in this segment? And I don't care about the sales, whatever. If, if your value is good enough, people are smart. They know how to find me on the internet. Right. <laughs> so I would rather just deliver a lot of actionable tips or suggestions or wisdom or experience in a way where people would say, I got to find this Josh guy because I feel like he could probably help me solve this one problem. Right. You asked me about my business history. Right. I just told you about my mill. So from there, I studied family science in, in college because I wanted to become a love doctor on the radio. I didn't pan <laughs> out. So instead, I got into internet development and then started a string of businesses that failed. I failed in business six times. And then on my seventh business venture, became a millionaire. And that was with my other company, Savings Angel, where I would help consumers cut their grocery bill in half. And I became a media personality. And I've done over 700 TV segments alone. I've had a syndicated column for over 11 years. And out of that, became good at getting in the media. That then led to up my influence. So a lot of my businesses really came from Recognizing a need, can I help with this? And it's almost like that—that that quote, right? I forget who says that. If not me, who? If not now, uh, right. when? Um, that's really what's led me to do. You know, even this year, like I'm not known for sales, but I guess the universe has put me in a position where I can help with this.
1: Well, you obviously come with a lot of credibility, especially the the six failed businesses. It literally takes someone to understand. Yes. the failure of the business in order for them to be successful too. And that's yes. a question that I ask all of my guests and I will ask you later, but let's return to that big elephant in the room, right? I personally love elephants, <laughs> dogs and elephants. I always have, Josh, always have, right? So there's a, there's a saying, how do you eat an elephant?
0: Yes, one bite at a time. One bite
1: at a time. You Exactly. And that's how we're going to address marketing. So besides the legal aspect of running a business and besides the tax aspect of running a business, those two are huge. The other one, without marketing... Who's going to find you? How are you going to be found? I know for a fact that people are looking for go legal yourself services. That I know is guaranteed. But how do they know that I exist, Josh? So talk to me about marketing. Let's start off with a a small business that is incorporated and they're actually at the precipice of just taking off, but they need sales to come in.
0: So the question is like just getting started, what do you do? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, You know, a lot of this, it has to do with, are you mass marketing to consumers or is your sales ultimately, does it ultimately depend on relationships? And even if you don't think that it has to do with relationships, I'm going to challenge you on that because I believe sales and marketing is 100% all about relationships. So either that is a one to many relationship in the case of generally when you're marketing into consumer product. And I've done that and it's a lot of work. And so then at that point, you really have to, you have to communicate using media, whether that's social media or writing content or video content or whatever it is to my friends who are selling B2B, it's almost always going to be relationship focused. And that's where i I think I really excel at is that relationship first marketing, and so if I genuinely like somebody and we genuinely like we hit it off and there's trust there, and we just get on we're you know we are going to find a way to work together <laughs> if two people like each other, like we'll take that relationship to the next level and so in, and I know we've all experienced this you've gone to an event. Back when we could. <laughs> um, exactly. Many, many, many years talking, ago. <laughs> like, yeah, Kelly, imagine like you and I meet at, at a, a networking event and we're like, what do you do? What do you do? Wow. Let's grab some time next week and see if it makes sense for us to work together. I don't know that I need legal services, but I'd like to learn your approach to it. And sure enough, just a little behind the scenes, I did learn what your <laughs> services are, and I freaking love how you provide your services. I look through your menu, and I'm like, Kelly, I need all of this. This is great, right? So that's the kind of thing that happens. And just you know, it's it's like being open. It's it's more about being a great networker, and and how can I bring value to every relationship? Not everybody needs your product or service. And this is why I tell people, it's like. Almost if you're doing this right and you're leading with this generosity, no is almost never a no. It's a not me or a not now. Right. And those not me's and not now's can lead to, you know, this is who I want to serve. This is what I want to do. And then most people, you know, if they start thinking like, I probably know of someone that could value, let me make an e intro. And so here's the thing. And this is really important. You can't really rush relationships. They just are what they are. Now, (laughs) it's a fun fact about me. I've been married for 25 years now, and my Mm -hmm. wife and I got engaged after knowing each other 20 days. So I should say there are some caveats to that. (laughs) See, we were in the White Islands. It was just, you know, picture perfect, like, Romantic, like straight out of a a bodice ripper book. It was just like truly got whisked away and just love. Um, but other than that, in most cases, you can't really rush relationships. However, Kelly, you can develop processes and systems on the back end to facilitate a lot of relationships. I think most people will admit. Josh, we're just not talking to enough people. And especially if you can answer this question in the affirmative, you know, if I ask you, where do your absolute best customers come from? Most people in the B2B world will tell you natural, authentic, organic relationships, networking, referrals, introductions. So That should give us a clue that we need to really emphasize a lot of effort there to facilitate a lot more of that. So a lot of us, and there are bad marketing gurus out there who will just say, you know, they're just all into this artificial numbers game, automation, AI, bots, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that doesn't work. I'm just not very good at getting that to work. But fundamentally and philosophically, I'm opposed to it. So again, if you put relationships first, your worst case scenario is you're going to build 200, 300 relationships with people that really genuinely like you, good stuff is going to happen for you. you in fact, I would argue that if you can get to a point where two, three, four, five hundred 500 people know who you are, love what you do, and are talking about you on a regular basis, I would argue it's games that match, especially if you're a professional service provider, consultant, coach, that sort of thing. You cannot help but be successful if that's what you have.
1: Josh, I absolutely love your approach to how you help business owners. And I have done multiple shows based on creating professional relationships. There's relationship, There's personal relationships. There are professional relationships. There are relationships with a referral partner, but it's all based on relationships. And people yes. like to buy from people they
0: like. Oh my gosh, totally. It like happens over. So owns a landscaping company and I got to know each other and I'm like, why don't I hire you? She goes, well, we're more expensive. And I said, I don't care. Right. Like, I like you. <laughs> like, I, I would rather pay more to people that I love working with because I know they're there for me. And we love that. Yeah, could I save 20, 30 bucks a month by hiring somebody else? Yeah, sure. But I don't know. I, I remember one time I was walking my dog around the block. And we have our lawn care. And then there's like, in, in Florida, you got people that cut your grass. And then, then there's people that treat your grass and they got to do the chemicals and all that other stuff. And I didn't like our company, but I'm like, I saw these other guys. I'm like, what could they do to win my business? And this is how easy this is. And again, salespeople, marketers, listen up because, and I think you're going to empathize with, yeah, that would work. Well, why can't we do something like that? If someone came to my door or saw me and said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm probably not supposed to be soliciting, but I saw a patch of weeds or whatever growth on your lawn. And do you mind if I'd be happy to treat that for free? Because it's super easy. I've got this chemical that'll take care of that right away. And if you want to come take a look, I'll show you a couple of other things that I noticed. And again, you don't have to hire me. I'm just happy to do this. I am Excellent. lawn geek. <laughs> right, right, It's that giving mentality. Exactly. Yeah. And and they're like, look, this is totally pro bono. It's just because I'm doing your neighbor's yard, you know, and I just have to be walking by and I love geeking out on lawn stuff. And Bye. so now it's that enthusiasm. And the guy's not, the, is he there? Cause he wants to make be like, well, yeah, probably, but he doesn't really care about that. He's not pushing that. It's all about just doing good in the world. And like, I'm Passionate about this thing. And we also, Kelly, we want to hire people who like totally geek out on what they do. Like for us, there's things that we totally geek out on. And so my clients love that because they're like, I don't have to worry about that because I know you obsess on this stuff and improving this part of my business. I want that. I want a social media person that like, that's all they're like, Oh, hey, Josh, oh my gosh, we just saw this one thing is so cool. Do you think that we could, you know, like I want that. I want that in my life. But that's what works today.
1: I have to share a a story, right? An actual example of what you're talking about right now. It's it's that personal touch that somebody brings to the table. So Mm. I am obviously a marketing because without marketing, I think business owners are just shooting themselves in the foot. You're not going to get business at all. No, 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 no. Yes. I am actually marketing through a company called iHeartRadio. I'm giving them a huge shout out right now, right? So iHeartRadio, and the relationship is quite new, but I am absolutely loving the fact that they are constantly in touch with me, Josh. Oh, good. Fancy someone being responsible for what you hire them to do, right? So on a weekly basis, I get an update, and then probably every couple of weeks or so, I have a Zoom call with them, and, and they're asking me, How am I doing? What's something new that they could introduce that could help with the marketing? But, absolutely fantastic marketing firm, right? iHeartRadio. But right now, I'm just going to take probably 30 seconds to recognize our sponsor because we do have sponsors on the show. And our sponsor is Bagler Law Firm, it's a trusted name in business law providing legal solutions to entrepreneurs. So thank you, sponsor. Our sponsor is Bagler Law Firm. Now, Josh, going back to the mistakes that you've made, share at least two top mistakes that you have made that caused failure and then share with us what you changed that caused the success part.
0: Yeah, and I bet that most... Because you generally interview very successful people. And I find that successful people, you can ask them that question like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've got some twosies. (laughs) And they don't, they have no qualms about sharing that. Whereas I think maybe earlier stage businesses just haven't had that. Listen, if you're in the game, you are going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's okay. Cause that's how we learn. We want to surround ourselves with experts so that we don't have to make, you know, like for example, Kelly, hiring you, hiring Bagla law firm, like I, I can vouch for what you do, it absolutely keeps businesses in business because anyway, I don't, we could talk about, but if you're not protecting yourself legally, like if you don't have a good contract with your contractors, with your employees, with your clients, it's, it's about clarity. It's about understanding because we don't want mistakes in understanding because that makes it uncomfortable. Like I thought you said this. No, 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 no. It's, you know, so Kelly, that's a simple one right? That, that, you know, just protecting yourself legally is a no-brainer. I've been an advocate for that, by the way, for 16 plus years. I've seen the value of like, listen, you just got to cross your T's, dot your I's, because that is going to help just keep everybody understanding everything. Okay. My big mistake, I could tell you like one of my biggest mistakes was one of my failed businesses was a small town newspaper and a blog before there was actually such things as blogs which a newspaper is a horrible business to start. (laughs) Um, Even in the late nineties, when I started it, terrible business. But one thing, and especially if you had the the stinking thinking uh, that I did, I was afraid of sales because I was afraid of rejection. I was also afraid because my understanding of sales was that it was about convincing people of things. Um, and because of that fear of them rejecting me of rejecting the thing that I would offer, I would take that as a rejection of me and that fear kept me broke. It really, really did. So I would try to outsource sales as best as I could because I was just so afraid of it. When I come to find out that sales has nothing to do with convincing people of stuff, it's about bringing value to people. If it fit, if it makes sense to them and there's a need there, cool. If not, that's fine. It's just, hey, I'm really good at digging holes. Do you have any holes that need to be dug? (laughs) Most people probably don't have a hole that needs to be dug. And that's okay. It's just like, because all you're doing is amateurs convince, leaders sort. Now, I don't want to say sort in that, oh, next, next, next. It's not that, right? It's like, uh, listen, it's my life's goal, to make people's lawns look amazing. Like it brings me so much joy. This is why God put me on the earth, right? The, the universe has put me here is to, to make people's lawns brilliantly green. And so maybe you can help me in my quest to do this, right? And, and if not them. Maybe they can connect you with someone. I don't know. This kid's like way too crazy about making lawns greens. But it's that kind of thing. If you have that attitude, people are going to, you'll enroll people into your passion. But that's what we want. So, yeah, in my case, again, I had to go through that journey of failure. And and then it was my next job was actually marketing for a network of law firms. And that five years. I'm sorry, Josh. (laughs) yeah I know I know, but it was good because it threw me into the it threw me into the deep end and it put me in the fire, and like I had to get good at it and I went through you know thankfully, I was in an environment where I got a lot of great training on it. I got to experience failure on a daily basis, and that's another thing right is you know when baseball i'm not a good baseball i'm still not a I'm, I'm a horrible baseball player, but if you're afraid of getting hit by the ball. All you really need to do is just get 500 balls thrown at you. And yeah, you eventually know. you're not going to be afraid of that anymore because you're like, okay, well, it happens once in a while, but whatever. I rub some dirt in it and then I move on, like you've survived, like you're afraid of needles. No, you know, unless you have a true phobia around it, you know, I suspect just <laughs> getting a hundred or so shots, you're probably not going to be as afraid <laughs> of needles anymore. Cause you're like, okay, it happened. I didn't die. So it's probably gonna be all right. It's public speaking. Just, oh, that's a big the, one. Yeah. Being a podcast host. If you go back and listen to, I've done over, I've done a thousand podcast episodes. If you go listen to my first episode of the (laughs) savings angel show, it's bad. It's really bad. Like I'm uncomfortable and you could go back and listen to almost any episode one of any podcast host you can think of. And they're usually pretty bad, Um, but you just keep on showing up. You keep on doing the thing and you expand your comfort zone.
1: That's fantastic. How did you flip around your failure into success?
0: I just had to keep on failing, and it's a shift in focus. What's the outcome here? Is the uh, yes? I, I, I yes. I want this business. Yes, I need to make the sale. Yes, I need the commission. Whatever it is, like you got to get around that. Like when you wake up in the morning, and this is mindset stuff, right? When you wake up in the morning, and your first thought is, "Who am I going to sell to?" That's a Tough way to run a business. When you wake up in the morning and you say, Who do I get to bring value to? Who do I get to serve? And that's the most important thing. The natural outcome of that will be sales. But if you focus on the sales and you focus on the commission, it's going to mess you up. It's going to be really, it's going to be psychologically damaging to try to live like that every day. And this is another thing is people can smell it a mile away. If you are focused about what's in it for you, you can't fool people. So I could talk about this, you know, 13 years of studying and teaching consumer behavior. Consumers can spot a phony a mile away. Right. And if you think that you can be, you know, on social media and sell your thing on social media and people can't, t- people know what you're doing. You're not fooling them, right, right? right? So you might, you may as well just be very authentic about it and just, Just let people know, call the elephant out in the room. It is what it is. And this is, this is my business. This is what I do. And, but think about it from how can you bring value to the audience? How can you bring value to the other person first? Make it all about them. And then if they like you, they'll do business with you.
1: Josh, that was such invaluable advice that you just shared with the audience, with with the friends that are listening, right? The folks that are listening. Yes. Now, I have to ask you, and thank you for that, because it really gives someone food for thought. People are struggling, especially during the pandemic time, right? People yeah. are struggling, and especially afterwards, too, because now some of them, they have to start to rebuild. So yep. how do they shift their, their focus? And I think that's brilliant. Focus on who can you serve? When you wake up the next morning, who can you serve? I love that. Thank you for that. Mm. But last question for you, Josh, I mean, you and I, we can, we can chat for days, right? Mm. (laughs) We can chat for days. But last question for you is if you had to do it all over again, what would you change?
0: So I, I, I wish that I knew what I knew today it's almost like youth is wasted on the young right you know but that's not the way that it works because what i know today is based on the experience that i have today so it's really hard for me to go back but if i were to go back in time say 20 years ago when i when i started really when i left corporate america 20 years ago i would tell myself listen you're going to fail and that's okay because that was very stressful it's it sucks when you go through personal bankruptcy and you have failed businesses and you lose a home to foreclosure, it really sucks going through that experience. That toughened me up though. That made me who I am today. So it's almost like, you know, you can find people in your life and your past to blame, but if you're going to blame them, blame them elegantly. Tony Robbins talks about that. You know, if my dad was tough on me because he, you know, he instilled in me a work ethic though. And because of that work ethic, it made me who I am today. And I, I, Love who I am today because of that, that crucible that I had to go through. So the biggest thing, I you know, again, some people will hear what I'm saying and they're going to agree with me intellectually. Like, yes, I agree. I think Josh makes good points, right? And right. they'll say, yes, that probably makes sense. But they won't live it. Like, they'll they'll understand it intellectually. And then there are people that are hearing what I'm saying and they know in their heart what he's talking about is absolutely the facts about. Sales is all about service and giving and generosity and and leading by bringing value to other people first. And when you live that, your life will completely change. Business will become easy. So many of us in sales and marketing are reaching out and we're just being sloppy. We're reaching out and we're like, hey, would you like to have a discussion about your IT services and how we can save you 11.5%? Oh, come on, please. No one, I'm not going to, I'm never going to respond to that. So if you're doing that, number one, stop, you know, and they're relying on a spammy approach to business. Instead, what, what can, what value can you bring first what's truly valuable to someone? If you're reaching out cold, you better have a really good opening line, right? It's like, you know, the dating metaphor works so well with this. And so many people are just running around saying, you want to get married? You want to get married? You want to get married? Marrying me could be really great. And
1: it's, <laughs> Oh my you know, God, Josh, that is
0: so true. <laughs> yeah. So instead, think about like, if you're really good at initiating and building a relationship, it's that same thing. That's what you want to be able to do. So if you're courting somebody, or you're going to be very generous with your attention, eventually your affection, but you want them to feel like, it's so fun to be around you. It's, I feel better about myself. I love me when I'm with you. That's, I love this energy that we have, right? That's, That is someone who I think is very skilled and gifted in the art of relationships. And so we could think about that from a romantic standpoint and also from a business standpoint. It's the same thing. It really, really is. And that's who you want to become. Even though we do live in a swipe left, swipe right world to just like, oh, I'm just going to broadcast it to everybody that I'm looking for a wife. Good luck with that. And you have to think of like, well, who would respond positively to that? And so it's like marketing. It's like, we're going to do this webinar approach and we want to attract C-level executives from eight-figure companies, seven-figure companies. Good luck. They don't sit, I can tell you right now, they don't sit through webinars. They don't have time. I don't sit through webinars. Like, I appreciate that someone's doing webinars. I believe it has a place in marketing, but you have to be honest with who your people are and what are they truly willing to do. And so I don't sit through webinars. I don't read white papers unless it's something I really, really, really want to know. So what can you give me that's going to be like a, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd I'd love to do that. That's what you should be giving away. Earn that trust, earn that attention and earn that relationship. And if you can do that, you've unlocked the key and growing and scaling your business will be the easiest thing on the planet for you.
1: Josh, that was some brilliant, brilliant advice that you've just given everyone our folks that are listening they're very very attentive in fact the podcast is an international podcast as well Josh and I know once the folks will listen to your episode they are going to want to reach out to you Mm -hmm. and we have all of your information as part of our show notes is there any particular way you want the audience to reach out to you
0: Yeah. One need that we have is as well, like I love podcasts. I love the platform of podcasting. We host a daily podcast, um, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur and you're doing six figures or more in business, like you have some experience behind you, you've grown and scaled businesses because that's what we focus on, kind of that intersection of thoughtfulness and what did you do? How did that thoughtfulness propel you in your business? Then you could go to upmyinfluence.com and you'll see where we're Booking guests. Um, I learned so much. Kelly, now I've done over 500 interviews. Who I am today is impacted in such a big way. I mean, it's entirely impacted by the people that I surround myself with. And, you know, the fact that I get to hear those stories and learn from you. I know that there's someone listening to this interview right now that I cannot wait to meet you because I want to ask you questions. I want to learn from you Uh, or Jen, my co-host, she'll want to learn from you as well. So please do go to upmyinfluence.com and, you know, if you fit that qualification and, and we would love to feed you on our podcast.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much again, Josh, for being a brilliant guest of Go Legal Yourself. And people can listen to the show. They can simply go to golegalyourselfpodcast.com or anywhere where they listen to podcasts. Make sure you leave us your feedback, give us some comments. I'll be happy to address these comments and questions on upcoming shows. And remember, folks, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. And it's been my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.
0: Produced by Heard Not Seen Media. Visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.